Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The world is a place of test. The reason behind the creation of men and jinn is only ibadah. The availability of all worldly pleasures, comforts and goods is only to fulfill one's need and at least after fulfilling one's need to bank whatever remains in the treasure of Allah Ta'ala for one's own benefit and need. Then how negligent, regretful and devastating will it be to engross ourselves in it forgetting the laws of Allah Ta'ala. Turning a blind eye as to why we have come into this world, why we have been given all this and wherein have we involved ourselves? True regret will be experienced when this hard-earned wealth, which a person hoarded by sparingly using it on himself, goes into the ownership of others, while he leaves his world all of a sudden empty-handed. If we have a portion of intelligence, we will sit in complete solitude for a little while, in one corner of our homes, to ponder and reflect. And if the angel of death has to approach me at this moment, what will happen to me? So it says, if we have a portion of intelligence, we will sit in complete solitude for a little while in one corner of our homes to ponder and reflect that if the angel of death has to approach me at this moment, what will happen to me? What will become of all this wealth which was earned and hoarded after long years of labor? What is being spoken about here, about sitting in one corner of the home and reflecting, is none other than what is this muraqaba all about. This muraqaba on the surface of it seems to be a very very simple thing, very uh, insignificant thing to a point, but it is provided it is done correctly, it is very deep. Its effect is very very deep. There are two conditions of it. One is it's done correctly and then, then it is done constantly. That is done daily for that short duration also. The example to understand this muraqaba is that, well, perhaps even there are still some watches of this nature yet, where that watch has to be keyed. Nowadays everything is electronic, but until recently there were still these watches that needed to be keyed. So now that watch that needed to be keyed, it used to take one minute to key it. If somebody hadn't seen such a watch, he'll wonder now keying it, what does it mean? So that's another issue of how to explain somebody what it meant. There was a little button on the side which needed to be spun around and keyed. So it used to take one minute to key it. But after it has been keyed for one minute, it used to continue running on its own for 24 hours. And the next morning again, for one minute a person has to key it. And then it will carry on for the next 24 hours. So that one minute of keying used to have the effect of 24 hours. So this is that muraqaba. That if that muraqaba is done correctly, then that one minute, two minutes of reflecting. What if my death comes suddenly? What will be my condition? If suddenly Malakul Moth has to come and take me away, am I ready to go? Am I affairs in order? Have I drawn out my will? In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, that if there is something that a person has to write out, Either it might be some hukukullah that have not yet been discharged or some hukukul ibad that are outstanding, some amanats, some debts that he has. Whatever that needs to be, supposing if he had to pass away, then it is necessary that this be recorded so that those who have to wind up his estate know how to handle this. 
So it is not correct for a person that even two nights pass without him having his will written. So this will, one is, one part of the will is, which people write in the will, which is not necessary. Apart from this one line, that my estate must be wound according to Sharia. That one line is necessary, obviously. Apart from that, the detail behind it, that so-and-so must get this and that, there is no such thing. In terms of the heirs, in terms of the heirs, their proportions are already predetermined. And a person cannot, and it is not valid for him to make such a bequest, that this particular item of mine must be given to that son, and this item must be given to that daughter, that is not valid. So that part of the will is already done for us. Yes, from one third of the estate, the person wishes to make a bequest after his debts are paid, etc. to the maximum of one third for non-heirs. There is some leeway for that. And in that is, for example, some work of good for some masjid, madrasa, other charitable things. And in that any non-heir also, he can make a bequest to the maximum of one third. But the rest of it is already done. Two-thirds he's got no choice in. But apart from that, there are these type of things. Hukukullah left over, hukukul ibad, some amanats left out. There are debts he still has to pay. Then, wasiyat in the sense of advice. Giving advice to those who will be after him, his heirs. How should they now take on from there? What lessons he's leaving for them? So this is something very important. Every person should have his will. And he should have it that itself reminds him that my days are numbered. Having done his will and keeping it is a reminder that my days are numbered, my will is ready already. As we mentioned previously, that on the one side, the azan and the iqama, both are done. When the child is born, the azan is over, the iqama is over. Now after the azan and iqama, the only thing is Allahu Akbar, takbir tahrima. After the azan and iqama, the ramah starts. Between the iqama and the Allahu Akbar, there is no time. So likewise, the adhan and iqama has already been given for the child. Now it's just the janazah salah, Allahu Akbar. So this is the thing that to be forever ready. And this comes, this muraqaba, this meditation. That what is my situation? Am I ready for death? This makes a person conscious. That I have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala and give an account of my deeds. Hazrat Wahab bin Munabbah Rahmatullah says that there was a king who intended to visit and inspect the condition of the land of his kingdom. He ordered a royal dress which was brought. He disliked it. A second one was brought which he did not like either. In short, after many refusals, he wore a very fine dress. He also ordered a conveyance. An excellent horse was presented which he disliked. The horse was returned a second and a third horse was ordered, all of which he disliked. Then all the horses were brought forward. Amongst them he chose the finest horse and mounted it. At this time, Shaitan the accursed blew even more pride into him. He mounted the horse with a lot of pride. One is, Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with some ni'mat and he uses it making sugar. This is Allah Ta'ala's gift Allah Ta'ala's bounty, so he's using it, he's making sugar on it, that's fine. But if that becomes a source of pride, then that is a major problem. 
If that becomes a source of pride, then that is something, in fact, a person should then rather be without such a thing. So, this is the thing here, that this person mounted this horse and it became a source of pride for him. A train of servants and soldiers walked with him, but out of pride and haughtiness, he did not even look at them. And Root, a very distressed person, clad in old rags, met him. He greeted the king. The king paid no attention towards him. The distressed person caught the reins of the horse. Whereas the king, whereupon the king reprimanded him, leave the reins. How dare you catch hold of my horse's reins? The person said, but I have work with you. The king replied, if that is the case, then have patience. When I dismount, you can mention it to me. The person insisted, no, I have to mention it now. Saying this, he forcefully grabbed the reins. The king said, mention what you have to say. He replied, no, it's a secret. I will say it in your ear. The king lowered his ear. He said, I'm Malakul Mouth. I've come to take your life. Hearing this, the king's face turned pale and his tongue began to stutter. The king said, give me some time to go home to arrange my goods and to meet my family. The angel of death replied, there is no respite. Now you will never see your house nor your wealth. After saying this, the angel of death pulled out his soul and he fell down from his horse like a dry piece of wood. Thereafter, Malakul Maud went to a pious Muslim. This pious Muslim was also traveling towards a certain place. The angel of death greeted him. The pious man replied by saying, Wa alaykum as The angel of death told him, I want to tell you something in your ear. He replied, say it. The angel of death said, I am Malakul Maud. He replied, very well, welcome. Blessed is the arrival of him whose separation was very lengthy. Of all the people who are distant from me, I did not desire to meet them as I desired to meet you. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man kariha liqa Allah, kariha Allahu liqa'ahu. Man ahabba liqa Allah, habba Allahu liqa'ahu. The sequence is the other way around. First is, Man ahabba liqa Allah. Nabi Islam says, the one who loves to meet Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala loves to meet him. And the one who dislikes meeting Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala dislikes meeting him. Now meeting Allah Ta'ala, the bridge to cross to meet Allah Ta'ala is death. And death is something which, there is some natural negative feeling in a person's mind and heart. And Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, did the ummah a great favor, that when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned this, she responded and said that, Kulluna yakrahul maut. Everyone dislikes death. This is something which is not something any person just generally likes forward, looks forward to. So it means that if we dislike death, we are disliking meeting Allah Ta'ala. So then this is a major problem. So Nabi Islam said, no, no, that's not what it is. That sort of, not dislike, it's not a dislike, but there is some kind of apprehension for death. That is something natural. But when the time of death comes, a mu'min then looks forward to move on. A person who is a pious person, a person who is somebody close to Allah Ta'ala, despite what might have been the natural apprehension beforehand, 
But when death really appears, now he's yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala. And that is the time that is referred to, Man ahabba Allah, ahabba Allahu liqa'ahu. That the one who loves to meet Allah Ta'ala at that time, Allah Ta'ala loves to meet him. And the person who was far away from Allah Ta'ala, person was a disbeliever, or he was a very sinful person, now at that time he starts seeing the azab already. And as a result, he dislikes moving on. So Allah Ta'ala also dislikes meeting him, meaning that he is going to now face difficulties. So in any case, this person was a very pious person, a good person. So when the angel of death came to him, he said, welcome, I have been waiting for you. The angel of death tells him, complete that work quickly for which you have left your home. The pious person replies, I do not like any work more than meeting with Allah Ta'ala. The angel of death informed him, I will extract your soul in whatever condition you wish to die. The person replies, I give you the choice. The angel of death says, I have been ordered to follow your desire. And the person who has been crushing his desires throughout his life, all the haram desires, all the desires that were taking him towards the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, he was crushing those desires throughout his life. Now the time comes at the time of death, the angel of death says, I have been ordered to now follow your desire, your choice. Because your whole life you were crushing all the haram desires. So now it's your call. Now this is the real time. So the person says, very well, let me make wudu and perform salah. When I go into sajda, then you can extract my soul. The person began offering his salah, and when he went into sajda, his soul was extracted. Amongst the excessive bounties of Allah Ta'ala, this is Hazrat Shaykh Hamtullah writing about himself now, that amongst the excessive bounties of Allah Ta'ala is the demise of the eldest daughter of the servant and the wife of Maulana Muhammad Yusuf Sahib Rahmatullah who was ill for a long period of time. This year, this is the year when this kitab was written on the night of the 29th Shawwal 1366 after Hijri. While she was performing the Maghrib Salah in the position of Sajda. That in the position of Sajda, she passed away. Because of her illness, she used to perform a Salah by making signs. In that condition of Sajda, nevertheless, she passed away. We cannot thank Allah Ta'ala enough for the bounties He has bestowed upon us. Allah Ta'ala grant us such a death that at the time when Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us and in a condition of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala save us from death in a condition of sin. And to be saved from a death in a condition of sin is to refrain from sin and from places of sin. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah alhamdulillahi subhanakallahu alhamdulillahi wa alhamdulillahi wa alhamdulillahi wa alhamdulillahi wa alhamdulillahi wa alhamdulillahi wa alham